Now, you need uh, what I'm going to share with you this morning. You need it. It's not the easiest message to preach in that. It's simple, but man, you got to hear it. And if you hear it, you see, some of you are weary. You're really weary. This will help you if you hear this. Some of you are very anx- you're really anxious. You're anxious. Now, this will help you. Some of you are just battling some fears, some uncertainties. Some of you feel like your life is uh, in a rut. Some of you just, well, I, I, just, I, I just, I don't know why I feel so alone where I'm at in my life. Now, I, 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 now listen, th- this, this will help you. Now, what I'm going to do is I'm going to read three scriptures. And then I'm going to ask five true or false questions. And I want you to answer them. Because all of them apply to you and me. They really do. So, first of all, I, I want to just read the scriptures. Now, the first one is in Psalm 37. I'm going to read about four verses there. Just listen. Psalm 37, verse 4. Delight yourself in the Lord. He will give you the desires of your heart. Commit your way to the Lord. Trust Him. He will bring it to pass. He will bring forth your righteousness as the light, your justice as the noonday. Rest in the Lord. Wait patiently for Him. And then in Psalm 37, that same chapter, verse 23. Now this is very important. The steps of a good person The steps of a good man or woman are ordered by the Lord, and he delights in his way. Though he fall, he shall not be utterly cast down, for the Lord will uphold him with his hand. Now, the second scripture is found in Proverbs chapter 3, verse 5. You know it. I'm reading these three scriptures Then I'm going to ask you these questions, and then we're going to see how they apply to the answer. We know this one, but listen to it. Trust in the Lord, Proverbs 3, 5. With all your heart, lean not to your own understanding. In all of your ways, acknowledge Him, and He will direct your paths. Do not be wise in your own eyes. Fear the Lord. And depart from evil. It will be health to your flesh and strength to your bones. Honor the Lord with your possessions and with the first fruits of all your increase. Then there's one other verse. See, y'all are very familiar with these. It's one thing to know them in your head. It's another thing to know them in your heart and live by them. I love this. Isaiah 26, verse 3. Get this. You, Jehovah the everlasting God, you will keep him in perfect peace whose mind is stayed on thee because he trusts in you. Trust in the Lord forever. For Yah, the Lord, is everlasting strength. Question number one, true or false? Don't answer them out loud, just answer them in your heart. You do not have to understand everything. You do not have to understand everything, true or false. Second question, or second statement. 
You don't have to control everything. True or false? You don't have to fix everything. Or everybody. True or false? You don't have to please everybody. True or false? And you do not have to handle everything in your own strength, wisdom, and power. Now, the answer, as you know, to every one of those is true. Listen, I'm going to tell you something. You don't have to understand everything. In fact, you never will. And there's one thing for sure. You can't control everything because you've been trying and, and for years, and it just don't work. And for years, I was frustrated because I couldn't fix everybody and everything. But you might as well face the facts that you can't fix everybody and you can't fix everything. And then you've also got to come to grips with the fact that you really don't have to please everybody. That the one you have to please is God. And then, then you come to the grips. The things I face in my life are so much bigger and greater than I could ever deal with. I just realize that I cannot handle them, nor do I need to handle them in my own power and my own strength. Now, the scriptures I read this morning give the answer to how to deal with the things you can't control. Now, see, come on. You're frustrated. You've been beating your head up against this fence and this wall too long. We just don't seem to ever learn. We just don't seem to learn. But now you just got to understand that these scriptures today say to you, you don't have to control everything. You can trust. You don't have to fix everything. You don't have to understand everything. You, you don't have to please. Listen, these scriptures tell you, you you can live in such a way that you're not controlled by those things you don't understand, you can't control, you can't fix, and things you can't, people you can't please. These scriptures will help you rise above that, and you'll live on a different plane if you live in them. Now, you say, okay, Brother Fred, I hear what you're saying. Now, how does this work out in my life? How do I deal with the things I can't, uh, don't understand? How do I deal with the things I can't control and fix? How do I deal with people or, or, or situations that I, no matter what I do, I could never please? And how do I deal with, with these things that overwhelm me in my life? These verses tell us. This is the first thing it tells us. And you've got to start here. And, and see, my, my concern is you're familiar with this and you've heard this. And you say, that's right, Brother Fred. And you'll walk right out of here and live the same way you've been living. God help you if you do. Because some of you are absolutely frustrated and anxious and weary because you just don't understand the way God wants you to live and to handle those things in your life. Here's the first truth these verses tell us. If we are going to rise above those things... We must have a heart relationship with God, our Father, through Jesus Christ, our Savior. The only way you can deal with the things you don't understand, can't control, can't fix, can't please, the only way you can deal with life is to have a heart. Notice I said heart. I didn't say intellectual. I didn't say that. You have to have a heart relationship with God, our Father, through the Lord Jesus Christ. That's all over these scriptures. For example, now, the word trust is used in every one of these verses. So back to Psalm 37. Listen, this is talking about a heart relationship with God our Father 
through Jesus Christ, our Son. It, it says in verse 4 of Psalm, delight yourself in the Lord. That's where you've got to start. Don't, don't focus on what you can't control, you can't fix, you can't, don't understand. Delight yourself in the Lord. And he will give you the desires of your heart. Then he goes on to say, he's talking about having a heart relationship with God. Not a historical God who lived back there. Not a historical Jesus. No, a living God. The living God and the living Christ. He's got to have a heart relationship with them. He says in verse 5, commit your way to the Lord. Trust him. You, cannot, you don't understand it. You can't fix it. You can't control it. But commit your way to the Lord and trust Him. It's called a heart relationship. And trust Him and He shall bring it to pass. And then, are you really, do you have any rest in your life? I mean, any real rest where you're just not in turmoil? Listen to what the seventh verse says. It's a heart relationship with God the Father through Jesus Christ the Lord. It says, rest in the Lord. Wait, that means expectantly. Wait patiently for him. See, you've got to have a heart relationship with the Lord. I love Proverbs 3, 5. You're talking about you've got to have a heart relationship with God the Father through Jesus Christ our Savior. Proverbs 3, 5. Trust in the Lord with all your head. That's not what he says. Trust in the Lord with all your emotions. No. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Don't lean to your own understanding. What kind of relationship are we supposed to have with the Father? In all your ways. Acknowledge Him. Look to Him. Look to Him. And He will direct. He'll make smooth your path. But, oh, I know this Isaiah 26 is so true. All of them are. You've got to have a heart relationship with God the Father through Jesus Christ our Savior. Psalm 26, 3 says, when you don't understand and you can't control it and you can't fix it, and no matter what you do, it doesn't please the situation or them, thou wilt keep him in perfect peace. I want to ask you, do you need peace? Are you troubled? Are you anxious? Are you distressed? Are you frustrated? Are you thinking of all the things that might happen? But let me just tell you what it says here. As long as you focus on them, you are going to be like a troubled sea. But listen to what he says in Isaiah 26. Lord, you will keep him in perfect peace, whose mind is stayed on his problems. No. You will keep him in perfect peace, who's trying to fix everything in his life. You will keep him in perfect peace who's trying to control every situation and please everybody. No. Lord, you'll keep him in perfect peace whose mind is stayed on thee because he trusts in you. Folks, listen. Life is not easy. <laughs> Life is hard. Life is difficult. I'm telling you, it is but what we've got to do, the only way we're going to have a life of peace 
and joy and abundance is to have a heart relationship with God the Father through His Son, Jesus Christ. I mean, we have got, and the only way we can have that is the way through the, the, the song that I, the, the lady sang, and that is Calvary. The only way we can have a heart relationship with God through Jesus Christ is to realize that we are sinners and that we're sinners by nature and sinners by choice. That's why we're in the mess we're in. We're sinners by nature and by choice. But God loved us so much that he made a way that our sins could be forgiven and the power of sin could be broken, and that was the cross. And that through the perfect sacrifice of Jesus for our sins, through Christ... We can be forgiven of our sins and our separation from God can be removed and we can be one with God. I mean, not a distant God, not an uninvolved God, but God becomes our Father through faith in Jesus Christ because we embrace the sacrifice of the Lord Jesus, repenting of our sins, realizing that we've tried to run our own lives and coming to Him asking for mercy. And Jesus comes into our life and forgives us of our sins and God is our Father and now we have a relationship with him and with this heart relationship with God through Jesus Christ we can deal with the things we don't understand and the things we can't control and the things we can't fix and the things that uh, situations and other things that we cannot please now let me just talk to you about how this works out in our life how does this work out in our life how does this how do we do this as the Lord was speaking to me this week about this, here's uh, the, the second thing I want to show you. If we're going to deal with those five true answers, then we've got to have a heart relationship with God through Jesus Christ. But secondly, here it is. We have to look to the Father. Now, underscore that word look. We have to look to the Father, look to Jesus in every circumstance in every situation. I'm going to tell you what my problem is. And I, I've been following Jesus seriously now. For over 50 years. But my problem is. I, I want to focus on what I don't understand. Try to figure it out. I, I, I want to focus on <laughs> what I can't control. Or what I can't fix. Or why I can't please that situation. But listen, that's, that's exactly wrong. God told us not to do that. Thou will keep him in perfect peace. See, we've got to look to the, to the Father. We've got to look to Jesus in every situation. Every situation. And that's why I said, I will keep you in perfect peace if you'll keep your mind on me and you'll trust me. That's why it said in Proverbs 3, 6. Now listen, in every one of your ways, look to him. Acknowledge him. That's what it said. Look to me. Keep your mind. Acknowledge me. Acknowledge me. Just do that, and I will make your path smooth. Hebrews 12, 2 says, Looking unto Jesus, the author and the finisher of our faith. You know, in all these situations that we do not understand and cannot fix, we have, to keep, we have to keep looking to the Father. We have to keep looking to Jesus. We have to focus on Him. Now, I want you to listen to this statement. Faith is not a one-time act. Oh, I, I have faith. I had faith back when I was 10 years old and got saved. I got faith. No, listen to me. Faith is not a one-time act. 
It is a continuous gaze at the triune God. I read that. I said, that's right. Faith is not me just looking to you, God, one time for my salvation or looking to you when I got a dread disease. Listen, faith is not a one-time act. It is a continuous gaze. I'm continuously gazing at the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Faith is looking to Jesus in every situation in life. Now, I want to ask you a question. How long is it going to take for us to learn that? Why do we just keep getting in it one funk after another? And I don't even know what that is, but it sounds awful. How is it we just keep getting to one, th- and we just find ourselves down and weary and stressed out and frustrated, and we just keep trying to go over it again? I, I wish I don't understand that. I've got to fix that. I can't. Why, why can't we understand that it, it, we've got to keep our gaze on the God who created us and the God who is control and the God who can fix and the God who can, can do? See, we just got to understand somehow that faith is a continuous gaze, a continuous looking to the triune God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. You say, okay. All right, I understand. If I'm going to live the way God created me to live, if I'm going to overcome and not be overcome, then first of all, I have to have a heart relationship with the Father through Jesus, my Savior. I got to know him. I got to know him day by day, moment by moment. Secondly, then I, I've got to look to him. I've just got to quit looking at everything else and listening to everybody else. I've got to look to the Father and Jesus in every situation and circumstance. Now, how? Here's the good deal. How do you look to the Father? How do you look to Jesus in everything? How do you live that out in your daily life? See, I I mean, I know I've got to have a heart relationship, and I know I'm not supposed to be focusing on all those things. I'm supposed to have my eyes on. But how do you live that out in your daily life? I mean, how does that work out? Obviously, we're not doing too good at it because it seems like uh, the stress level's never been higher and the frustration's never been higher and the anxiety's never been higher. And so many people, not only outside in the world, but in the body of Christ. I mean, how do we live this out? How do we flesh it out? How does it not just become, hey, that sounds good, Brother Fred, but it just doesn't work for me. Then why doesn't it work for you? Is the Word of God true? Why doesn't it work for me? It does. Now, how do we do it? The key word is trust. In every one of these scriptures I read to you, Psalm 37, commit your way to the Lord and trust Him. Proverbs 3, it says, uh, trust, trust in the Lord with all your heart. Don't lean. The key in every one of these, Isaiah 26, Thou will keep him in perfect peace whose mind is stayed on you because he trusts in you. Folks, it's a matter, are we going to trust in ourselves, what we can do, our ability? Are we going to trust in what our circumstances say or what the world says? Are we going to trust in him? So the way you live it out is this, is you not only look to him, but you trust him. Another definition of faith. Faith is not a one-time act. It is a continuous gaze at the triune God. But here's another definition of faith. Faith is directing our sight 
redirecting our sight. Stay with me. Faith is redirecting our sight, getting our focus out of our vision and getting it onto God the Father. In other words, if I'm going to trust Him, I have got to, I have got to redirect my sight. I've got to quit focusing on my vision, and I've got to get God into focus. I've got to get Him into focus. You, you just got to get your eyes on Him. By the way, I read this, and I loved it. Looking unto Jesus, the author and the finisher of the faith. Trust in him. Keep your mind on him. This person said this. If you will focus, redirect your vision and focus on God and focus on Jesus. If you'll do that and you think about them and their sufficiency and their grace. and the power, What you do is you turn your eyes on him. You will find the eyes of God. Looking right back at you, full of love, mercy, and grace. You know, I really hadn't thought about that. So I look at him. I don't understand it, Lord. I can't control it, Lord. I can't fix it, Lord. can't please anybody, Lord. And I sure need help. And so you, you find and you start looking to him. And when you look to him, you'll find that his eyes are looking right at you in love, compassion, saying, I've just been looking at you all the time. I just wanted you to look. Did you know that's in the Bible? It, you know what it says in Psalm 32, 8? I will instruct you and teach you in the way you should go. Listen to this. I will guide you with my eye. You know, he cannot guide me with his eye unless I'm looking at his eyes. How can he guide me with his eye if my eye is not on him? So I say, I'm going to redirect my vision. I'm going to quit focusing on my vision, and I'm going to focus on God's vision. I'll focus on God. So I find myself looking to him and find out all the time. He's just been looking at me and said, listen, I will, I will guide you with my eye. How does this work out? We, we, we just got to redirect our focus, and we got to start trusting him. When we don't understand and when we can't fix it and when you can't control it. Now, I'm going to get into something that's pretty deep right here, but it's good. Psalm 37, verses 23 and 24. I want you to listen to this now. Because I'm going to say some things that I, I startled myself when I discovered these. It says in Psalm 37, 23, now are you listening? The steps of a good man or woman are ordered by the Lord. Truth number one, God directs your steps. God directs your steps. God directs my steps. As a believer, as a child of God, the steps of a good man or good person are ordered by the Lord. And by the way, the Lord delights in his way. He delights in the way that he leads you. His will is good. His will is acceptable. His will is perfect. And so the steps of a good man or woman are ordered by the Lord. And the Lord delights in the way he leads him. Though he fall, he will not be utterly cast down. The Lord's going to hold him with his hand. Now, with that in mind, I want to read you a statement that I read this week by my favorite author. One of the greatest men of God of any generation pastor at a Christian Missionary Alliance Church. Think about A.W. Tozer. I believe in education and I believe in training, but, but, he, but he never went to seminary. But honestly, this man knew God like few people. 
He, he, he wrote, oh, I cannot tell you, man, but I love to read him. But I want you, now this, this is going to shake you. But it's true. I've, I've read it. I've meditated on it. The steps of a good man are ordered by the Lord. He delights in his way, and though he fall, the Lord lifts him with his hand. Listen to what Tozier said. To the child of God, there's no such thing as an accident. He travels an appointed way. Accidents may appear, may appear to befall him, and misfortunes may stalk his way. But those evil will be so in appearance only, and will seem evil because we cannot read the script, the secret script written, the secret script of God's providence. This is what he said. There's no accident in the life of a child of God. Now, there comes things into our life that appear to be evils and misfortunes, that they only appear that way because we cannot read God's secret script. We don't understand all of God's ways. The Bible says God's ways are higher than our ways, and His thoughts are higher than our thoughts. And, and, and you know, I, I said, told you, you're exactly right. To a child of God, there's no such thing as an accident. He travels an appointed way. Accidents may appear to befall him, and misfortunes stalk his way. But that, those, those evil will be so in appearance only, and will seem evil because we cannot read the secret script of God's providence. Because the Bible says God directs your steps and says they're ordered by the Lord. But you say, now, Brother Fred, I am in a mess and I am a bad situation, and I am in trouble, and it's my fault. Okay? So what do you do when it's your fault? Jonah got in trouble, and it was his fault. God said, go to Nineveh. He said, I'm not going to do it. I'll go to Joppa. Well, you say, well, it's got to be complicated now. The steps of a good man are ordered by the Lord, though he... But you say, but wait a minute, what, 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 but I know God's in control and there are no accidents. Well, what about it when it's my fault? God, you know what you do? You repent. And you say, just like Jonah and the whale, whatever the fish was, Lord, I heard you, but I didn't obey you, but I will now. Please forgive me and I'll go to Nineveh. What do you do you, when you repent? When you have missed God and got out of his steps, you think it caught God by surprise? He had a fish before Jonah ever disobeyed him. There's a cross. There's the blood of Jesus before you ever failed. And so if you get out of his way, you repent and ask God to put you back on the path that he has for you. Amen? Don't let the devil beat you down and say, well, you can't ever get back. That's what the cross is all about. Well, as I was thinking about this, we've got to trust the Lord. We've got to trust him. And we've got to let the Word of God, the Word of God, he says, he directs my steps. i got to thinking about, i got to get in the Word of God and see what God says. He says, the steps of a good man are ordered by the Lord. He, God delights in his way, and though he falls, he'll pick him up. And then, boy, I came across another thing. And th this is the best thing I've ever heard in my life. Just in reading, this is the best thing I've ever heard about how to deal. Now, now, I want you to listen to me. And, and I'm going I'm I'm to get somebody to type this out. I can't read my own writing. I'm going to get it typed out. I'm going to get it put in one of those. Um, what do you do when you 
put plastic over it. Anyway, I'm going to put and, and, and put it in, I'm going to put it in the front of my Bible or somewhere where I'll see it every day. This is the best thing I have ever read in my life about how to deal with what you can't control, what you don't understand, what you can't fix. It was written by Andrew Murray. What a great man of God. With Christ in the school of prayer, he wrote hundreds of books. This man lived and walked on his plane spiritually, but he was in the midst of his ministry and he was in a crisis. A crisis. So this is what he said in his journal. He said, I was in this crisis in my life. There were things he didn't understand and things he couldn't control and things he couldn't fix and things he, that, that, uh, probably a matter that no one could be pleased. So he said, in the midst of this, my mind flew to Jesus. I love those words. He said, my mind flew to Jesus. And this is what he wrote in this journal. He said, first, he brought me here. It is by his will that I'm in this place. In that fact, I will rest. Now, if you're a child of God, you're not Jonah rebelling, running to Nineveh. So in your situations, you understand, you can say, he brought me here. It is by his will that I am in this place. In that fact, I will rest. And then he went on to write in his journal, next, he will keep me here. If he not only brought me here, he will keep me here in his love. And I love this. And you will give me grace to behave like his child. He said, God. Not only did you bring me here and this fact, but you know what? Uh, you're going to keep me here in your love, and I'm going to be able to live like a Christian in the middle of this trial. I'm going to be able to behave like your child. Then he said, the third, he said, first, then next. He said, then he will make the trial a blessing. He said, I don't understand that I'm what I'm going through, but I know one thing. I'm here. He brought me here, and that fact I will rest. He will keep me in his love and give me the grace to live like a Christian. He said, then he will make the trial a blessing. He said, he's going to make this trial a blessing. Teaching me lessons. He intends for me to learn. And working in me grace, he means to bestow. He said, okay, then God is going in this trial, make it a blessing, teaching me what he intends for me to learn, and working in me the grace he needs, means to bestow. And then he said last, I love this, in his good time, he can bring me out again. He said, he's going to bring me out of it. He says, but how and when, only God knows. <laughs> Just listen to what he said. <laughs> he said, in his grace, in his good time, he's going to bring me out of this. But how and when, only God knows. And then he wrote these four statements. I want you to listen. I am here by God's appointment, in God's keeping, under his training, for his time. Now I need when I get all this going on in my life. That I don't understand. And I can't fix it. I said well you know. Lord far as I know I'm in your will. I'm here by your appointment. Under your training. In your keeping. For your time. Man. You talk about secure. You talk about peace. You talk about not having to understand everything or fix it or control it. I'm just going to tell you, friend, that's what uh, Proverbs, I mean Psalm 37 means when it says, the steps of a good man or woman are ordered by the Lord. He delights in his way.
I'm telling you, there are no accidents in the life of a child of God. And that's what it means to trust in the Lord. Boy, you're talking about trusting in God. Well, I'm here by his appointment. He brought me here. He will keep me in his love. He'll give me the grace to be a Christian. And I know one thing. In this trial, he'll teach me everything and train me everything he wants to teach me. And in his good time, he'll bring me out known only to him. And I am here by God's appointment. Praise God. In his time, in his training. And I want to tell you, folks, by God's appointment, in his keeping, under his training, for his time. Well, let, let me just wind this up by saying, how do you work this out in your life? Number one, you've got to trust the Lord. You've got to focus on him. Focus on him. Get your eyes on Jesus. Get your eyes on the loving Father. You've got to focus on God. And you've got to learn to trust him. You've just got to trust him. I'm telling you, it's called faith. A continuous gaze at the triune God. Continuously looking to Jesus. And then you've got to understand that God is in control. That he really is in control of your life as a believer. That he is. And he is at work in your life. And he knows where you are. He knows where you are he said he'd never leave you nor forsake you he said his love for you would never cease you've got to understand that God doesn't change his mind what God has promised to you he will do he loves you he'll never leave you nor forsake you he cares about you his eyes are on you he knows where you are he knows everything that's going on in your life and he keeps saying look to me would you just look to me and trust me and man you'll be a witness of the grace and power of God when you do that so you trust him, you look to his word, believe that God's in control. Man, you, then you just pray. Man, you pray. Man, you pray. Pray without ceasing. Be careful for nothing, but in everything. By prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. Be careful for nothing. Just pray with thanksgiving and let your request be made known to God and God's peace which passes understanding will keep your heart and mind through Christ Jesus pray without ceasing Jesus said in Luke 18 1 you ought to always pray and not give up these are hard times many of us are in a difficult place but the question is this are we going to live in victory as a child of God are we going to be frustrated and anxious and defeated and fret? And the world's not going to see any difference in us than the world that falls apart when it doesn't have God, when it doesn't have Jesus. I, I'm going to tell you something. It's all this. Get your eyes off yourself and off your circumstances and get your eyes on Jesus. I, I, know, how to, I know how to live. I do. I know how to get above every bit of this stuff. Now the question is, am I going to do what God said? Am I going to let his truth set me free and keep me free? And that's the same question you've got to ask. So you go back and you meditate over these scriptures and you study them. And, and, and you just remember, I don't have to understand it. And you just do this. And then you learn to live one day at a time by the grace of God overcoming and having Jesus live his life through you. And you're going to find you've got a life of peace and joy, not without problems, but you're just rising above them through the presence of Jesus in your life.